because a website is really just an always-on placeholder to help people learn more about your business and showcase a little bit of your background and your credibility and your offers in a way that they can consume without having to talk to you one-on-one directly. And a lot of things can do that. Welcome to season five of the Coach Pony podcast, and we are here to help you get paid to coach. And sometimes to move forward, you just need your questions answered. In this Bridgerton-themed season of the podcast, join me and date coach Bobby Palmer as we answer your burning questions about your coaching business so you get more clients. After building six and seven-figure businesses of our own, we've learned a few things. So with that, let's get down to business. Dear Coach Pony, I'm trying to build a website and I'm overwhelmed by choices and what should I include? Where do I start? How much should I spend? Help! Welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast. I'm here with Bobby Palmer from Date Like a Grown-Up. And I can't wait to dive into this question about websites because I know it's easy to spend a lot of money and have a lot of stress with your website. So Bobby, what is your hot take? How would you answer this question? I have a really simple answer to the question, where do I start? I'm going to start with where you don't start. You don't start with creating the website. That's not where you start. You start with what your business needs. Why are you thinking about doing a website? And what will it do for your business? So that's, we're talking paper and pencil now, not doing anything technological yet, not making any decisions, but starting with doing a real thoughtful analysis of why you need a website and what is it going to do for you? What are your objectives? Yeah. I think a lot of coaches think the first thing they should do in business is get their website. Mm-hmm. And I would argue the first thing you should do in business is prove your business, which means get clear on your niche, get some sales skills, get a paying client, and then take the time and effort to invest in your website because you can have a simple PDF or a LinkedIn business page for a short time act as a website placeholder. Mm-hmm. while you figure some of the rest of this stuff out before you take on what for many of us can be a really, <laughs> really challenging thing. So before we get in further, I want to step through our bona fides here. Bobby, how many times have you upgraded your website? <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. Um, I'm laughing at, to avoid crying. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> I have probably updated my website and it, like some major overhauls, like moving platforms, redesigning half a dozen times, maybe, you know, yeah, half a dozen times. I started with just a blog page, which back in the day, that's kind of what you did, just a blog. But yeah, I've I've redone my website about half a dozen times. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. Do you know how much you've spent over, could you ballpark here? Oh, don't make me. um, We're not going to fact check you. (laughs) It's okay. No, but you may shame me. I, I bet I've spent, oh, 40000 Oh, my. I don't think that's unrealistic over 
10, well, 12 years of business. But remember, we weren't paying the rates that we pay now. So if you think, you know, a dozen years ago, we weren't paying the thousands and thousands to do a website that we are now, you know, the tens of thousands that it costs now. So um, I would argue that that's, that overall is a lot of money. And the last design I did, the last move to a different host and design that I did has really stayed um, stable for, gosh, it's probably been like five years. I've been really happy with it. It's held up. I have good maintenance. And so that's what we all hope for. And I have done one, two, three, four, five different websites on multiple platforms. The first one was only $400. The last one was $40,000. Exactly. So yeah, a lot exactly. <laughs> a lot has changed. <laughs> and I'll talk more about that too. But with this question, I heard two parts. Part one was website tech. You know, where do I start? What should I spend? And then one was website content. What do I include on my website as a coach? Yeah. So I'd love to unpack these a little bit more. Let's start with the website tech a little bit because I think for anyone who's never run a business and never had a website before, that can sometimes feel like the most overwhelming place to begin. There's several options for you as a new coach in terms of your platform. Again, if you're just not even sure you want to do this, you're unsure of your niche, you're not sure what you're doing, I would suggest a PDF or a LinkedIn business page because a website is really just an always-on placeholder to help people learn more about your business and showcase a little bit of your background and your credibility and your offers in a way that they can consume without having to talk to you one-on-one -on -one directly. And a lot of things can do that, a PDF, a LinkedIn business page, for example. But if you want to build an actual website, a traditional website, there's two types of platforms out there. There's the platforms like Wix and Squarespace, which are designed intentionally for people who don't want to do any coding or any back end, and they just want a super simple website where you know they'll input a few things. There's pre-formatted templates. They don't have to worry about hooking things up to a hosting platform or anything else. And they just put in some pictures and some copy, and they have a website, and that's mm -hmm. it. It's kind of like an online brochure in some ways. Is that right? Yeah, they're a little bit more powerful. They're definitely more powerful than that. But for sure, it's you get a super slick, beautiful thing. They give you very strict templates so you cannot mess it up. <laughs> and they give you a lot of examples and things to choose from. The other option is WordPress or something like WordPress, which is uh, super flexible. You can design anything that you want. There's many plugins and tools and things you can put into the website so it can be customized to do exactly what you want. It can grow with you. And there are some plugins that will help make it super easy for you to update and operate so it doesn't feel overwhelming the way it used to for like Bobby and me when we started and it was a lot more coder friendly than user friendly. Yeah. The difference between these two, and, and then I want Bobby, I want you to jump in is that you know if you want a flexible business that you're going to be able to adapt and grow in certain ways, you'll end up eventually being a little bit stymied by Wix and Squarespace as a coach because they have limited functionality. They're always growing and adding, but they, you have to do things within the framework they decide. With WordPress, you can do anything you want. So it's much more flexible. It's going to grow more with you. And if you want to do a lot of online business the way we do in Coach Pony, 
then you're probably going to want a WordPress website eventually, if not fairly early on. If you're doing a lot of referral business and a local business and you know, you're not doing a huge amount of online stuff, a Wix website might be perfect forever for you. And so that's sort of the difference. WordPress is going to be a lot harder to set up. It's going to, in terms of it's going to require more effort and more learning on your part. You might have to hire a developer or designer. Wix won't require any of that. It's going to, you can set it up just in an hour or two by yourself and it'll look really good. So, you know, it just depends on what you want. Can you sell on Wix? Can you set up a shopping cart on Wix? Yeah, I think it works really well, especially with it's products. Kind of basic, right? But super basic. It's, again, mm -hmm. you can only do what it allows you to do. So if yeah. you want to do something outside of that, you can't, you'll have to leave the platform. And that's one of the, the, the difficulties. If you spend a lot of time setting it up and then you're like, oh, I can't even do this stuff. You have to leave. You know, you, you buy their URL through them, potentially they're hosting you. So mm -hmm. there's a lot you're going to have to do to leave the platform and you pay monthly for them versus WordPress. You know, you're, you pay for your, your hosting and other stuff through SiteGround or through GoDaddy, but you're not paying for your website. WordPress.org is free. Right. Which is funny in a way. Because so many people use it and it's not like Wix where it's just very, very simple and kind of it's all there for you. But there are WordPress templates as well where if you're starting out with something basic, you can start there. But because the problem is, like you said, Christy, going switching over at some point, that can take a lot of time and effort and money. You're going to have to pay somebody to help you do it probably. And it's okay if that's what happens to you. That's what happened to me, except yeah. I went from WordPress to another thing back to WordPress. So, you know. Don't it, do that. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Don't do that. But I'm just saying, I mean, anything can be solved. So don't get totally paralyzed. Just understand that WordPress is going to be more flexible, but more difficult to set up in the beginning. However, once you learn it, it's really easy to use. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a little bit more difficult to maintain because you're going to have to sort of actively maintain it yourself or hire a company or service to do that for you in terms of your security. Wix will be super easy to maintain, super easy to set up, but you're not going to have the same flexibility and they're going to kind of own you. Those are just those are just the two differences. And yeah. so just think about it and then make whatever decision feels right for you at the time. You can always change it. Bobby, let us talk about content. So lead us off. What are your, what's your hot take on content? Yes. Um, I want to go back to the idea that you don't start with, oh, what do I want on my website? It's just like when you're doing a survey at the end of a program. You don't start with what questions am I going to ask. You start with what answer, what information do I want to get back? And then you back into your questions. It's the same thing with the website. You start with what are my business objectives? Why do I need this? How is it going to help my business? How will it help me monetize my business? And then you go to, okay, how does that translate to the content that you need? So if you're saying that, you know, for now, my website's going to be my blog, you know, I want people to read my blog and I want them to learn about me and I want, you know, to create the credibility, maybe then you're going to say, oh, the content I need is, you know, a blog, a blog page and maybe a testimonial page, you know, for credibility, maybe, oh, okay, I want them to learn about me. So an about page. That's how you decide what content you want. You don't just like go look at other people's and go, oh, well, they have this and this and this, and so I should do that too. Really focus on what you need for your particular business at this particular time. How is that website supposed to serve you? And then you develop the content accordingly. And I'm sure someone though is like, okay, but I'm a new coach. I'm really committed. 
I've got a few clients. I really need a website. What should I put on my website? What would you tell them then? What do you need a website for? Do you know, <laughs> like, are you trying to get private clients? Are you trying to sell stuff online? Let's say you're, you have a few private clients. I mean, I was there. I had like, my first private client was somebody that emailed me, read my blog and emailed me and said, do you do private coaching? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I had nothing on my website. You don't want that. So if, if that's what you're looking for is more private clients, then that's where I tell you to start is doing, you know, having content specific to your coaching expertise, how you present your coaching, what's in it for them. Always remember, it's not about you. Your about page is the only page that's about you. The rest of the pages are about your clients. I disagree with you there. Your about page oh, is about good. you and your clients. So okay. I can, we can, we can unpack that in a second, but yeah. Okay. And I would argue, I, I actually also disagree with you slightly on... Stop disagreeing. No, but this is this How is what makes the you? conversation rich, Ivy. Uh, we, so, we actually so rarely disagree on, it, on any of I know, it's shocking. I agree with you 100% that you should think about what is your website for, so you don't just rush in and make it the first thing that you do. Like, prove your business first and think about who you're serving and what do they need to know. Bobby's 100% right, and she's always smart about this stuff. Yay. Okay. What I disagree with you about a little bit is that I do think there are some standard things that should be on almost every coach's website. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair. Good. First, like when you land on the website, I should immediately know who you are and what you do, mm -hmm. who you help, essentially. I should, mm -hmm. it's a, I call it the two second rule. There's all these studies on how much time people spend on your website, but it's either like a second, two seconds, or a fraction of a second, depending on which study you read, if they don't get immediately grabbed. And the way you grab them, is on that homepage where you're sending traffic, people immediately know who you are and what you do and how you help. So that I can land on it and be like, oh, this coach helps me with exactly what I need, or I've read enough to want to know more, or I don't belong here, so I'm going to leave. Just go heavy on the who do I help and how do I help them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not this is me, this is my background. Yeah. This is, yeah. You know, Bobby's 100% right. Like, I'm on your website because I am interested in myself getting help. I'm interested in me. And so what you write and in terms of how it relates to me is what's going to hold my attention, right? Because you're here to help me achieve a goal as a coach. While it, your credentials are great and all that other stuff, it's really about me. You know, we're all self-interested. So I'm glad that you said that. I would also argue you do need a little bit of an about page or paragraph. You can be a whole page or it can be a paragraph where people understand a little bit about you. If it's a paragraph, I think it is about you. So we're in agreement on that. You know, you share a little bit about yourself what brought you to this niche, um, you know, showcase your personality, any credentials um, or anything that really connects you with your clients to help them feel either connected or to help them trust you even more. If it's an about page, I would argue it's a little bit about them. I feel like clients want to see how you can help them in your about page. So while you are ostensibly talking about you at the top level, you're also connecting to them. And a lot of coaches, because we coach who we used to be, um, our about page can be very powerful in that way because we're often talking about, hey, I get it. I was where you were at. Now, here's a little bit of my story. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, they get me. And they got out of it and now they can help me get out of it. So I think the about page is a very powerful tool for that. And then services, like you got to tell people what you do and how, like, so they can buy stuff, right? Um, and, or at least sign up to talk with you. So I would argue, you know, your coaching package oh my. is definitely, you know, a services page, a work with me page, however you want to phrase it, but that's something you got to include. And then the other thing you have to include 
as soon as you can is some credibility. And credibility can be earned in a variety of ways. We talk about this and how to get credibility in the Build a Real Business program. We call it BARB. So if you're interested in this and working with us closer, go to coachpony.com forward slash BARB, B-A-R-B, um, to learn more. But there's a lot of different ways you can get credibility. One is just by your writing and your knowledge and showing that you're authentic and who you are and really connecting with people. One is by media mentions. You see them, the as seen on Forbes, as seen on Business Insider. Um, that seems to tell us we believe, oh, if that person's been featured there, they know what they're talking about. One is by case studies or reviews. So just showing happy results from clients. And then, as I said, about your writing, one is how you approach the problem. So I think when you have a really clear process as a coach, it really builds your credibility. So these are all different ways you can showcase your credibility on your website. But at some point, you want to have ideally all of these things, or at least a few of them, so that people sort of feel like, okay, this is a person who's been around, they get it, they've had some results, they're like an expert in this area. And that's that's important to getting people to say yes to hiring you. Everything you said is right on. Remember that if you are a new coach, you know, sometimes we have to offer coaching for free or for a really discounted price at the very beginning. What you and I have both done it a little bit at the beginning and for testimonials, you know, for credibility, remember to make that something that you agree to that if you do offer that, that they give you a testimonial in return. That's a really good way to do it because those are really important on websites. You've got like hundreds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you guys want examples, you're welcome to come to coachpony.com forward slash reviews. If you just want to see how did we organize our reviews and what does that look like to get ideas for your own business, check it out. It's a good example. You can also go to the revolutionaryclub.com praise, same thing. Or you could go to <laughs> datelikeagrownup.com slash success stories. Ooh, I like that so, too. This is good. All yeah. different ways of doing it. And if you don't have many, you don't have to put them um, on their own page the way Bobby and I have. It's just we have so many, it makes sense to, to group and gather them. Mm -hmm. You can sprinkle yeah. them throughout your website. Sprinkle. Just to recap what Bobby and I both said is people need to land on your website and immediately know how you help them. They need to feel you understand them and resonate with you. And you can do this, you know, with your about page or the paragraph, just with some website copy. They need to understand how they can work with you. And it's not the beauty of your website that's going to necessarily keep them there. It's the content. So like some of the mistakes I made that were really major is just spending tons of money on a graphic designer to like make it just gorgeous and, you know, colors and not that that's not important, but the content, what you say to them the minute they reach your site and they're, and as they read through, that is what you should focus on. I spend so much time with designers and then all of a sudden it was time for content and I was exhausted by then. And it should kind of been the other way around. Yeah, we'll definitely give them some specific homework coming up at the end of the episode mm -hmm. to help them get going. And the final thing I was going to say was credibility. And you showcase it in all the ways in which we discussed. So if you are just brand new, showcase it through your writing and your words and your connection with your clients. Then you can come to Bobby's website or my website, datelikeagrownup.com or coachpony.com to see how we do it for examples and ideas. Tea time, milady. It's time to spill the tea. So, tea time. You have a story to tell? I do. I lost the coin toss on this. Um, Bobby and I were both like, which website story is the worst? The worst, yeah. 
we always like to share stories just so you know that even successful coaches at the six and seven figure marks make mistakes and do things that they wish they had done differently. The worst thing I did actually was I started my company on WordPress and it cost about $400. I just had a friend kind of design and develop it. It wasn't that great looking, but I didn't trust myself to learn WordPress. And so I felt a little challenged by it. And there are some things I wanted to add as I became smarter in business. I realized there was some website copy I was missing. There were some buttons and kind of actions I wanted people to take. And I didn't know how to change the website. And so I had a friend who was, uh, had a brand design and website company. And I was complaining with her. It was so painful at that point for me. I actually felt like physical pain in my body. I'm like, man, I don't know how to solve this. And I just didn't give myself credit to learn. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And she said, well, I can give you a new website. And I was like, great. And I just really, really want it to be super easy for me to use. That's it. And this is where things turned fateful. She was like, great. Have you heard of Pico? And by the way, if you've not heard of Pico, like join the rest of the world. Pico is a platform or it was, I don't know if it still exists to build websites on and it's fast and its advantage is there's sort of no back end. So you can sort of just edit the text on the page. So if you're incompetent, like I was and how you do deal with tech, it's really easy to use and it's simple. And so she designed a beautiful website. It was stunning and it was on Pico and initially I loved it. And then <laughs> within just a few months, I realized, oh crap, I made a mistake because I wanted to make changes. And now I needed to hire a developer to make any changes beyond simple web copy. Like I could do very small things. I could change like a paragraph, but I could do almost nothing else because it just wasn't set up that way. It was just set up to make it so I wouldn't do anything stupid with the design. And so I was just so caged in by this platform and this design. And while it was easy for me to make super small changes and publish blogs, it was almost impossible for me to do anything else. And, um, you know, I paid her, oh, I don't know, 3,500 for that website, which was a deal. Um, but, you know, I ended up getting a beautiful website that I couldn't really use. Mm -hmm. And so a few years later, I went back to her and I had to be like, okay, you have to put me back on WordPress because this is not working. <laughs> My business is going in a place where I cannot do it this way anymore. And there's so many things I want to change. I feel like my website is just dragging me down versus lifting me up. I let my fears kind of drive my behavior. And if I had, had her beautiful design on WordPress, I would have been much happier. So what decisions or what information would you have needed to not have made that wrong choice? That's good. I think if she had sat down and said, what do you want your website to do? And we had had a conversation about that. And then also, what do you want your website to do in the next year or two? Mm -hmm. Not just now. I think looking ahead, because website projects are big. They take a lot of time. This $40,000 website I just talked about, I mean, it took us over a year to get that. I did a $10,000 upgrade at the Revolutionary Club and it took seven or eight months to get there. Mm -hmm. So yep. it's a huge lift. So you don't want to talk, you really want your website to, to stick around for several years with only minor upgrades. You don't want to do big shifts very often. Yeah. I think if she had asked that, I probably would have honed it on the fact that I still needed a WordPress website or she could have advised me, but all she heard and to her credit, she was trying to help me was like, my uh, WordPress website is too hard for me. And mm -hmm. she didn't ask me what I learned or she didn't ask me if I had any training. 
but you know, can you solve it? Can you give me a beautiful website that's simple? And she could, it was beautiful. And it was on Pico. She delivered on that promise, but ultimately it wasn't a good long-term solution for me at all. And I know this is your tea time, but let's just suffice to say that I've made tons of bad decisions. <laughs> when I look back at what's consistent is the same thing that happened to you. I talked to one person who said, oh, this would work best for you. And I went, okay. I didn't do a lot of research. I mean, I've spent tons of money moving hosting. I spent a few thousand dollars just moving to a new hosting because somebody said, oh, my hosting's much better. I went, okay. So there's so many decisions that you have to make and so many questions you have to ask yourself and answer before you pull the trigger. Don't be in a rush and don't, even if somebody... Like your, your gal gave you what you asked for. It's true. There, she didn't do anything wrong, but there were probably more questions, like you said, to ask and a little more research to do. One thing I did that I think was a mistake is I waited and waited on it and didn't really do anything to help myself until I was in so much pain. When she presented the answer to me, I was just like, yes, without mm. like, if I had got into it a little bit earlier before it became such an issue for me, I might've made a better decision or at least been a little bit more thoughtful. On that's it. a good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. It's time for us to talk about some homework, Bobby, and help everyone out with some step-by-step -step help. But before we do that, I want to talk about what has brought us the podcast today, which is chocolate and awesome. The chocolate is a York peppermint patty. You guys, so good. So small or big, depending on if you get the mini or not, available everywhere and leaves you both minty fresh and full of chocolate. So, I mean, it's just it's just a win-win. If you haven't had one in a while, I highly recommend revisiting your childhood memories. And the awesome is Coach Pony's brand new how to get paying clients free training. It's super quick. It's under 15 minutes and it's a deep dive to help you get paying clients. You can find it at coachpony.com forward slash marketing. That's coachpony.com forward slash marketing. And it's hundred percent free. So go over, learn how to get some paying clients of your own. So Bobby homework, homework number one, do you want to kick it off? I do because you know, I've said this 20 times. So I'm going to say it 21 homework. One, number one, define your business objectives, answer the questions. Why am I wanting to do a website right now? What should it do for me? I'll jump in with homework number two, which is to get some ideas and take a look at what you like and what you don't like on other coaches' websites and other websites in general. What websites made it easy for you to learn about a product or service? What websites made it difficult where you're like, I don't really like this? Notice the design, the copy, the flow, because what you like is often what your clients are going to like. So use yourself as a guideline. Homework number three, take those objectives that you clearly stated and start translating those to copy. So if one of your objectives is to state your credentials, what does that translate to in terms of copy and pages on your website and, and so on? So start with those objectives. I agree. It's so easy to get into the design phase, but it's really more important to write your copy because your copy informs your design and yes. it's the hardest piece. And so the next thing is once you've got your copy is to choose your platform. We talked about Wix and WordPress. There's also just a PDF and a LinkedIn business page if you're not ready for a website yet. But there's no wrong answer here. It's just what will suit you and your objectives now and also in the future. 
we're sort of talking about the process here, aren't we, Christy? It's, it's a lot, and we want people to know that. The other thing is you have to decide how you're going to actually accomplish building your website. Who do you need, if anyone, to support you? Do you need somebody that's a technical person? Do you need someone to help you with graphics? And this is before you do any, like hire anybody. The final thing is to publish it once, you, probably before you're even ready, because the web is erasable. And I challenge you to go to the Wayback Machine and take a look at the original Coach Pony sites. Look at like 2016. And, and if you want a real laugh, take a look at the original Revolutionary Club site. So go back to like 2012. If you want just a disaster that was happening because it is it is awesomely terrible and it'll make you feel better about anything that you're doing. Just put something out there. You cannot be found and you can't help people if they don't know how to work with you or where you're at. So if, if you do go to the Wayback Machine and find your websites, email us. Email hello at Coach Pony and tell us what you're thinking is. We oh would love God. to know. I don't even want to look at my old stuff. So to wrap, to sort of put a bow on it, here we are umpteen years later, and we're, we've done really well. And so don't be afraid to deliver. Don't be afraid to produce. Don't be afraid to publish. Yeah, exactly. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. If people are going to yeah. find you, you've got to be able to be found. And so I think that wraps it up for this week. I hope it was helpful. I know there was we actually covered quite a bit, a lot, a lot, a lot. So feel free to listen to this episode multiple times if you need to and check out the Coach Pony site for more resources on websites as well. I have some breakdowns of what I spent and some other stuff if you're curious. Um, and we're just grateful you're here listening. Mm -hmm. So, you know, subscribe, leave us a review if you really like this episode. We'd love to know. Um, and with that, we'll see you in the next one. As always, thanks for listening. I appreciate you. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe and share it with another coach. And if you need more practical business help for the love of chocolate, please go to coachpony.com and sign up for a free guide and business training designed to help you get paying clients. We'll see you over at www.coachpony.com.